Good afternoon. Uh, we've been working on how to abandon our unwholesome tendencies, how to realize our authentic self. How do we get rid of the ghosts that haunt us, that cause us to do things that we don't want to do and say things that we don't say to other people, hurt people's feelings, insult them, degrade them? How do we do that? So today we're going to work from a sutta that is titled Effacement. And I think it's awesome. Not the sutta, well the sutta too, but more so just the word that was used that has been translated as effacement. Because when we think about our new discoveries of neurosciences, and we think about neuroplasticity, and what we're talking about when we talk about neuroplasticity is the rubbing away or the wiping away of a tendency, eroding, erasing a tendency of mental conduct so that we can rewrite the way that our brain functions for us. And of course, we thought at one time this was impossible. And again, I'm just so delighted and so appreciative of the fact that we have a discipline, we have a, a practice that's over 2,000 years old that talks about doing things that we're just catching up with in the West. I think it's awesome. So, the first thing that he teaches in this Sutta is that meditation in his practice, in his discipline, in the Buddha's discipline, is not effacement. It's peaceful abiding here and now. But he says, it doesn't, what I'm taking as inference now is that meditation doesn't necessarily rid us of our unwholesome tendencies. They just take us to a quiet place where we can sort of coexist with them without being disturbed by them. But it doesn't change us. It doesn't, we don't wake up being different people. We don't wake up being more authentic, more spiritual, more correct, more wholesome. We just wake up and say we had a nice repose. We, we enjoyed our experience. So what we're working at 
is how to stop being angry and how to stop being cruel and how to stop being whatever it is that we we evaluate personally as an unwholesome state of mind or unwholesome state of being. How do we work with that? How do we change that? So we've been making the suggestions about how to do that. And this is a sutta that helps. He talks about the processes, the exercises, the technology that allows us to do that. But before I go to that, let me just again read these 34 No, 44. Expressions of effacement. It says, here, effacement should be practiced by you. Others will be cruel. (coughs) We shall not be cruel here. Effacement should be practiced thus. Now, in the notes, they say that the reason that cruelty is at the head of the list, it's not because it's, what I was going to say, it's not because it's the worst. And it isn't the worst. But it has a controlling factor, a dominating energy that is, its opposite, which is compassion, to govern and to incline us toward wholesome things in morality. This thing that's called compassion. Others will kill living beings. We shall abstain from killing living beings here. Others will take what is not given. We shall abstain from taking what is not given. Others will speak falsehood. We shall abstain from speak from false speech here. Others will speak maliciously. We shall abstain from malicious speech here. Others will speak harshly. We shall abstain from harsh speech here. Others will gossip. We shall abstain from gossip here. Others will be covetous. We shall be uncovetous here. Others will will have ill will. We shall be without ill will here. Others will have wrong view. We shall have right view here. Others will be of wrong intention. We shall have right intention here. Others will be of wrong speech. We shall be of right speech here. Others will be of wrong action. We shall be of right action here. Others will be of wrong livelihood. We shall be of right livelihood here. Others will be of wrong effort. We shall be of right effort here. Others will be of wrong mindfulness. We shall be of right mindfulness here. Others will be of wrong concentration. We shall be of right concentration here. Others will be of wrong knowledge. We shall be of right knowledge here. Others will be of wrong deliverance. We shall be of right deliverance here. 
Others will be overcome with sloth and torpor. We shall be free from sloth and torpor here. Others will be restless. We shall, be, we shall not be restless here. Others will be doubters. We shall not be doubters here. Others will be angry. We shall not be angry here. Others will be resentful. We shall not be resentful here. Others will be contemptuous. We shall not be contemptuous here. Others will be insolent. We shall not be insolent here. Others will be envious. We shall not be envious here. Others will be avarice. Avarish. We shall not be avarish here. Others will be fraudulent. We shall not be fraudulent here. Others will be deceitful. We shall not be deceitful here. Others will be obstinate. We shall not be obstinate here. Others will be arrogant. We shall not be arrogant here. Others will be difficult to admonish. We shall not be difficult to admonish here. Others will have bad friends. We will have good friends here. Others will be negligent. We shall be diligent here. Others will be faithless. We shall be faithful here. Others will be shameless. We shall be shameful here. Others will have fear of wrongdoing. We'll have no fear of wrongdoing. We shall be afraid of wrongdoing here. Others will be of little learning. We shall be of great learning here. Others will be lazy. We shall be energized here. Others will be unmindful. We shall be established in mindfulness here. Others will lack wisdom. We shall possess wisdom here. Others will adhere to their own, own viewpoints, hold on to them tenaciously, and relinquish, relinquish them diffic with difficulty. We shall not adhere to our own views of, or hold on to them tenaciously, but we shall relinquish them easily. Okay. That was a long list. <laughs> and we don't have everything on that list, at least I haven't had anything on that list lately. But the point is, it shows us, number one, what is required for us to be able to abandon unwholesome states of action, speech, and mind. And that is we have to replace it with something. We can't just say, I want to abandon my anger and just leave that hole there. And I think we've talked about that before. But it says, if you aspire to abandon anger, you've got to put something in that hole. You've got to put something else in that hole. You've got to replace it with something. And everything on this list, as long as this list was, it uh, inspired us to replace what it is that we're trying to abandon with something wholesome. See, that's what we've got to do. So that's one of the keys to success. There is at least these four practices that allow us to use the same list or the same items on the list to help us be successful in our endeavor to be authentic in our spiritual walk.
So it says that we can use effacement, that's one way, and that simply means rubbing, rubbing away, rubbing something till it's smooth, till it's gone, see? We can use inclination of mind. In other words, what I put on my mind is what I'm governed by, is what I think about most often. And so if I know that I have this inclination to be angry or to be conceited or to be selfish or to be cruel, then it's for me to put on my mind, incline my mind toward its opposite, whatever that might be. And I, we talked about a process where we, first thing in the morning, before we get out of bed, while we're still conscious of being awake but not out of bed yet, not moving around in our day, that we think about the things that we want to change within our own mind stream. And we review those things and we bring those things up mindfully in front of us right in that day before we even get out of bed, before we even put our feet on the floor. So we incline our minds toward that wholesome behavior, toward that wholesome idea, toward that wholesome thought. The other part of that exercise is at night or in the evening before we slow down and, and put everything away, we review our day. We ask ourselves, how did we do? How did we treat people? Did I treat people the way I think I want to be treated? Did, do I, did I treat people correctly today? And again, it's not about judgment. It's about evaluation. It's about seeing how it worked. And then endeavoring, if we fell short, not to feel bad about that, but just to be mindful of the fact that we fell short and promote the energy, the dynamic that will allow us to be even stronger in our intention tomorrow. So this is the exercises. Inclination of mind. It says of another way to do this is avoidance. So this is most often shared in 12-step programs in, addi in addiction issues, which tells you that if you have an addiction to this, don't go where they sell this. Don't go where they promote this. Avoid it. Yeah. Now, obviously, if, if your issue is anger, and it's your partner that makes you angry, then it's hard to avoid it because you live in the same household. So it would then necessitate that you find a different way to work with your issue. You can't avoid it. You can't avoid bumping into them. They, they use the same kitchen. They use the same toilet. So we have to then figure another way, another strategy and all of these things lend to the inclination of our minds. It, it demonstrates to ourselves at a very deep level that we are serious 
about making a change in our lives. We are serious about doing something different. It's not about just doing it uh, because the song is doing it or this is what the practice is about. It's not only because I want to change this one thing so that the person can stop nagging me. It's about doing it because it's the right thing to do. You see that the the exercise is about abandoning the things that are injurious to ourselves and the things that are injurious to others and the same things that are injurious to both of us. It's not just the other guy who suffers, but it is I who suffer too when I act unwholesomely. And so it's about promoting a behavior that not I can feel conceited about or I can feel more perfect in than the other guy because that's conceit, that's, that's selfing. But it's because I endeavor to live by the golden rule. And that is to do unto others as I would have them do unto me. And the only way that I can encourage this is by doing it first. I can't ask someone else to be perfect when I refuse to be perfect myself. I can't ask anyone else to treat me better or treat me right or treat me the way I want to be treated when I'm not treating them the way they want to be treated. Avoidance. And the last is this whole list and this practice of this list is by way of extinguishing the fire, the unwholesomeness that resides within us. But I have to be mindful of it. I have to have an exercise that helps me to exercise it. If I really am serious about abandoning it, I can't just talk a good game. I can't say I want to stop smoking and then every five, ten minutes I'm going outside to light up a cigarette. I've got a friend in the Sangha that does that. <laughs> but more importantly is this. It says that one who is himself sinking in the mud should pull out another who is sinking in the mud is impossible. That's the main reason for the work. I mean, we want We all have good hearts and we all want to help other people and we all want to save other people. But this clearly states to us that if you're sinking in the mire, you can't rescue someone else who's sinking in the mire. You've got to be free from that. That one who is not himself sinking in the mud should pull out another who is sinking in the mud is possible. That one 
who is himself untamed, undisciplined, with defilements, unextinguished, should tame another, discipline him, and help extinguish his defilements is impossible. So it lets us know that if we are really sincere about helping our brother, our sister, bringing something better, more peaceful, more, more, more contentment to the table, then we have to get the moat out of our eye before we worry about the splinter in the other person's eye. So we, we get these encouragements from all technologies, all spiritual technologies, but we don't practice them. We don't act on them. We can quote them, but this is not about that. This is about deliberation. This is about transition. This is about abandonment. And we've all agreed that some of the emotions that we engage in are just not right. Just not correct. It's not the right way to treat other people. It's not the right way to treat ourselves even. So it's about demonstrating waking up. You know, this list had 44 items on it. 44 items. But remember in his day when he was teaching, there were very few young people in the Sangha. And they were kept at a certain distance until they aged enough to understand right and wrong. In other words, he was talking to grown-ups. But there's a, in my opinion, a certain expectation. We, we, we expect children not to get it and to have a difficult time doing it. But a part of our frustration is created by the grown-ups, the knuckleheads that are all grown up and are passed overdue for epiphany. And they're still acting like a kid. Like they don't understand. They got, you know, like children tell us, I tried to do this. I'm trying to be better. We don't expect that kind of reasoning and excuse from a grown-up. We expect them to get on top of it, to make the changes that are necessary, that are wholesome. So it's not that we're being asked to do something undoable. It's about us recognizing our true worth and our true obligation to society, to family, to country, to the world. And grit, you know, we do it for everything else. We did it for the degree. We do it for everything but what is really important. 
And that is how we walk together and relate to each other. All right, I'm through. <laughs> Any questions? Yes, Dina. Sorry, intention and intentionality is kind of where I took that. Is that kind of a good word or term to use that's for a, your that's a good up term. In the that's a good term to use if it puts some fire under you. Mm-hmm. If you know, I mean, we want to use we want to use the language that inspires us. That one of the the things apparent to me in this teaching is that there's this caution that reminds us that we don't have a lot of time to get this right before we transition out of this lifetime. And we can never honestly say, well, I've got two years left. You know, I'll, I'll work on it a little later. It's, it's always about exhorting us to work like we think that tomorrow is going to be the last day. Don't waste time. Set intentions. Plan. Do it differently. Do it better. You know, act like you really want this thing to work for you. That's what it's saying to us. Live your life like you're serious. You know? How how many people have already broken their New Year's resolutions? Okay. When are we going to stop that? We've been making these promises for a long time, and I'm not picking on you. You're, I, I think you're brave because you're the only one that raised your hand, and I know you're not the only one here that broke. <laughs> I know that. So I applaud your strength and your courage. But that's kind of my point. It's like the, you know, the person who promises, and then five minutes later they're breaking that promise. They're, they're falling back into bad habits. And I'm saying, when are we going to get serious? You know, there are no children here. When are we going to get serious? When are we going to commit? When are we going to treat others as important and valuable? That's what I'm talking about. That's, That's the reason. You... You know, whether whether it's the lack of mindfulness or the or or the lack of commitment and intention, I don't know. I the only thing I know is I'm trying to do what I can do to spark to to say, think about this. And when are you gonna stop accepting yourself as less than you can be. We don't, we don't accept, we, we, we insist that others be perfect. I guess another way to say that is that. We insist that others be perfect. We insist that others relate to us in the best possible way. But we, we don't work on ourselves. We make, again, we make promises at the end of the year, I'm going to do better next year. And we're not out of January yet. And we will wait 
And the, the point is, we don't recommit in February. We wait until next December. <laughs> That's my point. We wait until next Tuesday. Oh, okay, I've blown this year. I'm, I'm just going to burn it up. <laughs> well, Vegas, here I come. <laughs> and next year, I'll nail it. No, it, it, it takes that, that mindfulness. It takes that inclination. It takes that keeping that awareness right in front of me that this is what I said I was going to do today. Not next year, but today. This is what I said I'm going to do. And this is why it's important to maintain that, that energy that says, I'm going to check in the morning. I'm going to reaffirm what I'm going to do in the morning. I'm going to set up my schematic, my game plan, my, my timetable. And at night, I'm going to check to see what I did with that, how I did it. How successful was I? That's how I know I'm serious. You know, everybody in the world will appreciate your seriousness and your commitment. That's what I'm saying. It's not just here in the song. It's not just showing off for Hendersonville. Everybody in the world will appreciate your commitment to the world, to the other. Everybody. Thank you. Everybody's good? Yes. I like in the beginning when you said that um, meditation helps us coexist with our thoughts um, and we just watch them and they don't disturb us anymore. So what we're talking about is what we can do beyond that and I'm still struggling with judgment and it's not like bad judgments, it's just preference. I don't like this, I prefer that. I don't like this, you know. And I watch it go on and it doesn't affect my actions so much anymore because there it goes again but that's what I struggle with okay and I liked a few weeks ago when Panyuwati gave the example in the woods where the Buddha says I'm sorry um, please you know, forgive me yeah please forgive me thank you I love you that was something I could use so I don't you know, I just watch that stuff, and I would like to shut it off m more. Okay. And that's my question. Well, it's up to you to not judge but evaluate. That's, that's, the, that's the term I like to use, okay. evaluate. Say, how am I doing? How am I doing today? It's about you on you. It's not about nobody else. It's not about pleasing anybody else. It's about you on you. How did I do today? How mm -hmm. did I live my life today? And if you feel that there are things that you can improve on, improve on them. If you lived a perfect day, you know, celebrate. Yeah. Yeah. But don't accept less. That's my point. Uh -huh. Don't accept less than, than the best for you. So my question still is, 
<clears throat> I'm still, I, I don't react to that stuff, but I still see it going on in my mind like a stream of, I like this, you know, I don't like it, just subtle preferences. Mm-hmm. And that's what I struggle with. I would like to shut that stream off some. And I see using my mind then as a tool might help. Like I'll get involved to do, you know, um, to write something or to do something and be there. Mm-hmm. But then when I'm like doing something, then it might start again. I lose the concentration. So. Anyway, that was my question. Um, some more tools for that. The first thing to do, in my opinion, is to remember that there is nothing inherent in nature or objectivity. There is nothing inherent in objectivity or nature. So there is no good and bad in reality. So the first thing to realize is that when I am having these observations that inform me that this is good and this is not good, that all of this is happening in my head, right? And it's for me to use whatever tools that I might find available to me that will cause that to diminish, cause that not to be a disturbing factor in my day. Remember the object of this whole practice is about experiencing contentment and peace now. You know, not while I'm in meditation, but when I come out of meditation. Doing, you know, washing my clothes, peeling the carrots, cleaning out the litter box, You know, things that are mundane. How do I feel while I'm doing that? How do I feel when I'm relating with people around me? And based on that question, am I content? Am I peaceful? Am I disturbed by what I encounter in reality? Because again, everything in reality, everything in objective conditional existence is empty. It is my story and my head that I'm living with. So if you don't like the story in your head, then change the channel. Think about something different. And we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. How do I manipulate what I think reality is. Because that's all it is, is what I think it is. And so how I manipulate it is by thinking about something else. And this will change the feeling that I have about my moment. Mm 
what I'm thinking about either gives me a good feeling or a not so good feeling. And if I want to have a good feeling, I think about something that I know will give me a good feeling. So that's how we manipulate emptiness or voidness. Your problem or the problem is that you think what you're thinking is real. No? Then change the channel. Like, I don't get caught up in it like I used to. Mm-hmm. But I just see it going on as a stream. Okay. You know, like I don't react to it. You know, I go, oh, there's some more drama, maybe old stuff, memories, drop them. Don't get, I don't get hooked on it that much anymore, but I would like to stop them completely. <laughs> well, there, there, there goes acceptance, right? <laughs> yeah. There goes acceptance when I'd like to do what I'm not doing, when I'd like right. to do what's not happening. What I'm saying is that I hear you telling me it's not a problem, but we're talking about it, so it must be. And what you can do is simply divert your attention from what you're thinking about to something else. Just divert it. And that will change the content of mind and the feeling that is issued by that content. Okay. It's like peeling back the onion, you know, at first you get caught up in that thought, old memory, drama, or future drama, and then now you don't get caught up in it, but you see it it rising. Yeah. And then that's when you should change the channel. Yeah. If it's, if it's, bring, if it's, if it's bringing you pleasure, then leave it. Leave it. Mm-hmm. But if it's bringing you discontent, and again, you're telling me that you're not bothered by it, but I intuit that you are. Yeah, at an at a at another level. Yeah, at another level. But yep. the point is, it's a it's a level for right. you that's conscious. Right. You know, I mean, you might not explode with your partner. Right. Or slam dishes up against the wall, but it's it's still not a place of well-being for you. Right. Just like, there goes that thought again. Yeah, yeah. Why doesn't it stop? That's what I want to know. Because, (laughs) well, it doesn't stop. We think about what we think about. Okay, did you hear me? We think about what we think about. Right. It's only going to stop when I stop it. And I've got to understand that this is not me, this is not mine, this is not myself. And when I understand that I don't own it, then why does it keep coming up? Because I'm clinging to some concept. I'm holding on to something. I'm not willing to take, turn my attention. When it talks about abandoning things, it means that I take my attention off of what this is and put it on something else. I completely ignore it. I turn my back on it. You're not turning your back on it. You're, you're, you're coexisting with it. And, you, and, you're, and you're saying to yourself, well, it's not that bad. I've had worse days, so I'll, I'll put up with this. But what I'm saying is to, to actually change the channel. You know, okay. 
if you're looking at a news channel and what's on it is upsetting to you, you change the channel, right, and put it on something else. That's all. That's what we're talking about. That's, it's, it's as simple as that. If I keep thinking about this thing, it's because I keep thinking about this thing. It becomes habitual. That's the reason it keeps coming back, because it keeps coming back, because I allow it to keep coming back, because I keep thinking about it. And what man thinks about, what woman thinks about, becomes the inclination of their mind. If I keep having these thoughts, I keep having these thoughts. And for me, if I want to change them, I've got to change the channel. I've got to change what I'm thinking about, and I will stop having these thoughts because now I have something else. I have a different pattern of think stream. So, as opposed to watching them, and I know this is a part of mindfulness, but that's not working for you. Immediately change to something else. Something pleasant. Oh, okay. Move a muscle, change a thought. Okay. All right. Want to try? Want to try? Changing. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Changing the channel. Changing yes. what you're thinking about. Okay. Right. Let That's let us right let us know how it, it works out for you. Yeah, I I I will. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being brave. Uh-huh. And I'm sorry it took so long to to understand. Uh, in addition to changing the channel, that which is uh, pretty. Uh, uh, you know, effective. Mm-hmm. But if the same thoughts that 20 years ago, 30 years ago, whatever, that it continuously coming up, one of the things that I result is that we were looking at the one thing that happened 20 years ago, 30 years ago, whatever, from a one angle at the, at the time it happened. As time goes by, that you are able to look at it from a very different angle. So the memory that you had, that you thought this is this, 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 that was at the moment with that mind that you saw it. But once you start to see a totally different picture, a totally different story, then the old story drops off and no more clinging to what was there. Mm -hmm. So I think most of the times that so many of past that we thought this is that or this, this, the whole picture from a different angle, totally different things I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. So I think that was one of the things that helped me to be not there. Okay. There you go. You got another, another, another solution. Yes. At a meeting a couple of weeks ago, you suggested that we try to to remember loving kindness when we get started on 
some of those thoughts or places we Negative. don't want to go. And that's been real helpful for me. When I find myself getting angry, I'll try to remember, get back to the point of being able to remember loving kindness, loving kindness, and just kind of say that over to, in my mind to myself until I can just kind of get myself back to a more neutral level. And there you go. So it's been real helpful. Thank you. You're welcome. There is the one thing I want to insert right here is that the reason that there are so many different techniques in the technology is because there's so many people working it. And what work, what what prescription works for one person may or may not work for another person. My point is don't give up. That's the point. You know, keep keep focused on your goal and if one thing doesn't work, you try it. Don't give up. Keep So I have a five-year-old granddaughter, and then I'm going, oh, okay, i got to call my daughter up and said, if anybody in her class has the flu, I'll watch her, mm -hmm. you know, that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. And then I go, okay, I'll picture her healthy. And then, you know, I gave examples, like I, when my daughter was in, lived in California, I thought she was going to be in an earthquake. Then I said, oh, her building, you know, that she works in is earthquake and swings okay that went away hmm. then she started taking surfing oh my god she's going to be eaten by a shark you know <laughs> you know that kind of stuff and then yeah. i go no i picture her in the sun being healthy then the next one comes you know yeah. and you, it's just like i feel like i'm just going boom 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 okay. you know, yeah, right. at, at stuff so i know that most of it is present i mean future stuff that might come up and okay what do you do with that well, that's, I try to, you know, picture my granddaughter healthy, picture my no, daughter no, safe. No. Easier than that, because whatever you picture may or may not be true. But what is true for you right now in your explanation is that you're not in the moment. Right, right. You're in the future. Right. And the future is where anxiety future. and fear come right. from. Right, and worry. Okay, so the only thing that, you need to do is come back to the present. And they're, they're safe right now. Right now, I haven't gotten any phone calls. Yeah. So everything must be okay, right? Because right. we only hear from them when it's a problem, right? Right. Okay, so there you go. Come right. back to the moment. You find yourself in a future thing again, come back to the moment. The future cannot come back to the moment. The right. feeling cannot come back to the moment. The story cannot come back to the moment. It can only exist in the future. So just stay, practice, oh, wait a minute, I'm not being mindful. I'm not in the moment. I think I'm mindful because I'm watching these thoughts. Right, exactly. But I'm mindfully, I'm mindfully mindful in the future. <laughs> Come back, you know, just tap your thigh. If I, if I slap my knee, I only feel it right here, right now. And I... I can come back. I just don't want to go in the future so much. I want to stop going in the future so much. So All I right. don't have to take Stay with your breath. Stay with your breath. Stay okay. with your breath. That's all. That'll, that'll keep you right here. And when you, have, when you have it, all you got to do is say, oh, I'm in the future again. Let me come back. Where's the breath? Where's the feeling in my knee? Where's the feeling on my feet? Right here. That's all. Just keep coming back. And why? Because the more you come back, the better you get it coming back. And then pretty soon you'll stay. Because that's the only reason it's happening. You're not staying. 
you have this tendency to worry. It's a, it, you think it's love. You think it's concern, right? But no matter how much, yeah. Well, you know, unfortunately, some people feel that worry is is the most holistic love there is, <laughs> right? You know, if I'm worried about you, I must care about you. I, I, you're on my mind all the time. I just love you so much, and I'd miss you if this happened or that happened. Right. Yeah, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I tell myself when my mind starts running okay, I, wild. I hear the mic. Oh, there you are. I was, I was looking back here for the mic. I said, I hear somebody talking. Okay. Well, I've had similar issues, and I still do. But what I realized in the beginning was I was, like, beating myself up for those, you know, rat races in my head mm-hmm. and negative thoughts. And I said, okay, I can't. Well, you know, I would say, stop it, Tina. <laughs> And and I still say stop it, but I try to do it with a loving, mm. compassionate yeah. energy thoughts mm. on myself. Mm. I say, and like this morning, I told myself, I have a choice how I view this, or you know, I'll, I'll re- rewind and I'll rethink it in a better way, or I'll choose to let it go or not. But I try not to beat myself up for having thoughts that, you know. It's one thing to change actions. It's another to change thoughts. But I think it takes time and, and self-compassion and, you know, de, de, refocusing on something else. So it's practice. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. And I like the part that you said, the more you practice, the more you'll The better you get. <laughs> right? That's how we develop skill, right? We practice more, we get more skillful at what we're practicing. We talked about this last week. Well, the reason I keep getting angry is because I practice a lot at getting angry. <laughs> the reason I get fearful is because I practice a lot at getting fearful. I'm good at it, you know? And so now we've got to reestablish a different habit. And this is what everybody's talking about. Everybody's finally seeing that. Everybody's understanding that. If I want to get better at something different, I've got to get better at something different by practicing that something different. I can't stay here and get better at that. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> awesome. Can I make a comment? <laughs> yes. When you talked about we get good at what we practice, whether it be anger or loving kindness, uh, I think I and a lot of people have been so conditioned that we don't change unless we can come up with why. You know, so we hammer ourselves years and years on why instead of making a change. Mm-hmm. At least that's what I've witnessed in myself. Okay. All right. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.